For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Bridget O'Neill. You're listening to Daybreak. Today we cover a vigil held on campus, USG's weekly meeting, and a bike ban in town. It's Thursday, December 1st. A content warning for our listeners. Today's episode includes mention of death and violence. A week ago, a fire in an apartment building killed 10 people in the Chinese city of Urumqi. The tragedy has since sparked protests from Shanghai to the capital Beijing, as well as larger dissent regarding China's strict zero COVID policies. As a result of these policies, blocked building exits trapped residents and delayed firefighters from rescuing them. In solidarity with the protesters in China and in remembrance of the 10 who lost their lives, members of the Princeton community organized a vigil in front of Nassau Hall. Prince staff writer Michelle Miao attended the gathering and spoke with organizers and attendants. I sat down with her to discuss what she learned. Hello, my name is Michelle Miao. I'm class of 2026, and I'm a new staffer at The Prince. So briefly, tell us about the vigil. Who was it for and who participated? The vigil was to mourn the victims of the, a fire that broke out in Urumqi, the capital of China's Xinjiang region. Ten people died in the fire, which occurred in an apartment building, and due to China's strict zero-COVID policies, building exits had been locked from the outside, and barriers such as fences and wires blocked firefighters from coming in and saving citizens. The vigil was also meant to stand in solidarity with a lot of citizens who have died due to other strict COVID measures in China, and it was also in support of the unprecedented protests that are now sweeping across China as a result of the fire in Xinjiang. Was there a large presence of Chinese international students, and how did they respond to the protests? Yes, many of the event goers were Chinese international students, and many of them spoke to the crowd as well as to the prince. And what many of them echoed as a common theme was their anxiety at attending this event. Because in China, many of the students had been told and educated all their lives not to attend any politically motivated protests or to speak out against the government in any way. A lot of the students mentioned that just by being at the vigil, they could face serious retaliation in terms of their careers and in terms of the safety of their lives and the safety of their families. However, many of them also said that because of the strict government policies in China and the amount of misery that millions have suffered due to these zero COVID policies, they felt that it was really important to speak their mind about the freedom that they wish to see in China. Many of the event goers at the vigil mentioned that they hope that American students can know that the people on the streets in China right now don't have the right to freedom of speech or freedom of protest. And so by being in the streets, they're risking everything, their health, their well-being and the safety of their families. And they hope that American students can be supportive of what's going on in China by reading the news, watching the news and using platforms such as Twitter or Instagram or other social medias to share news of what's going on. And by Bringing more awareness to this event in other parts of the world, they feel that the Chinese government might feel more pressure to accept the demands of the Chinese people and lessen these strict policies and bring more freedom to China. Thank you so much for your time, Michelle. You can read more and look at visuals from the vigil in Michelle's article linked in the show notes below. On Sunday, the Undergraduate Student Government Senate met over Zoom to discuss updates regarding mental health, campus security, and dining. With the current Senate term nearing its end, USG noted its many achievements throughout the year, particularly in the area of mental health services. Among them were the launch of a 24-7 CPS hotline last week, the upcoming launch of a student health advisory committee, and a two-fold increase in participation in group therapy sessions due to increased communication efforts. They further announced that they would be holding an additional in-person feedback session regarding campus security cameras today at 4.30 p.m. 
This meeting comes after a USG survey found 36% of students are, quote, not in favor of security cameras anywhere. During the meeting, the Senate also unanimously passed a constitutional amendment establishing expiration dates for ad hoc committees. In town news, on Monday, the Princeton Town Council passed an ordinance banning the use of bicycles, skateboards, and roller skates on sidewalks in certain areas of town. The areas include parts of the town that students frequent, including the sidewalks running parallel to campus on Nassau Street outside of Fitz Randolph Gate and Palmer Square. Washington Road and University Place are not included in this ban. In an article published in The Patch, municipal engineer Jim Purcell said a new ordinance banning e-bikes and other vehicles is in the works. In an exclusive comment to the Prince, Princeton Mayor Mark Frieda explained that the ordinance was in response to resident concerns, saying, quote, We're getting a lot of complaints from people about nearly getting run over by people on scooters and electric bikes on sidewalks going 40 miles an hour and not slowing down. In national news, yesterday, House Democrats elected New York Representative Hakeem Jeffries as the next House Minority Leader. He'll be the first Black member of Congress to serve in this position. Jeffries will be taking up current Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi's mantle as she prepares to step aside for the next term of Congress, which starts next month. Pelosi has served as the top Democrat member of the House under four U.S. presidents. Along with Jeffries, Representative Catherine Clark was selected as Minority Whip, and Representative Pete Aguilar was selected as Democratic Caucus Chair, numbers two and three of the party, respectively. The women's swim and dive team will host the Big AI Invitational starting tomorrow and ending on Sunday, December 4th. Participating alongside our Tigers are Utah, George Washington, Denver, and CSU Bakersfield. You can go support the Tigers at Denunzio Pool. Preliminary rounds start at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Good luck, Tigers! The weather today is expected to be mostly sunny with a high of 44 and a low of 22. That's all for Daybreak today. Today's episode was written by Eden Tashoma and me, sound engineered by Eden Tashoma, and produced under the 146th Managing Board of The Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, class of 2022. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Bridget O'Neill. Have a wonderful day.